On this episode of This Is Game Boy Light, better bring a clean pair of underpants. Welcome back everybody to the This Is Game Boy podcast. Mule here with another fresh light episode. For those of you who don't know what the light episodes are, they are usually done solo by me or EBC and we talk a little something about either like a game series, uh, completely, well it is game related topic but it's not really particular uh, tied to any Game Boy game in itself. Uh, but yeah, we focus on actual one game at a time during our normal episodes, but for these we go out of our ways a little to talk about like a whole bunch of games or like a developer or something like that or a composer so um for this episode we are currently in october which of course means that everybody's super hype about halloween coming up um halloween isn't that big of a thing here in europe um it actually only started about 15 years ago being a thing here uh, something people would start focusing on um we do not really have trick-or-treating around here some kids try to do that but it's not really a big thing um so it usually doesn't happen we have something similar which is on the uh, 6th of January, I believe, um, which is called uh, The Three Kings, um, which is basically about um, the three kings that visited Jesus after he was born. So what is it, Balthazar and, and stuff like that. Um, that is something kind of similar to trick or treating, but uh, instead of like going house to house to get candy, uh, kids go around house to house to actually sing a song about the three kings and and they get a little money for that. Money is a lot better than candy in my opinion, so uh, maybe that's something that uh, should start happening in other countries as well. I think it's, it's really cool that you just get money instead of candy. It's also more healthy. Then again, uh, it's usually, well, it is meant for kids, so they usually go out and buy candy anyways. Or drugs, you don't know kids these days they might go out and, and buy drugs i don't know um but yeah that's uh that's a little history about that we do have like halloween parties nowadays we have like halloween uh trips where um, you can go in like with a group of five to ten people around like uh in the fields and stuff like that where people tell uh, spooky stories or try to scare you on the way over to the next checkpoint and for the adults there's usually like a uh, drinking stand with juniper and stuff like that um, on each stop so you can have a little drink in between anyways that's a little uh, little about uh, how halloween gets done around here um, for me halloween itself like the day itself or the evening itself however you want to uh, call it um, it's not something I'm super fond of particularly um, usually all those like Halloween trips and stuff like that and Halloween parties take place the weekend uh, before Halloween comes because well we do have a holiday uh, 
well, the day after Halloween, uh, All Saints Day, I believe that is, and then it's All Souls Day, the day after. Um, but that usually falls during the week, um, and then it's like harder to organize stuff like that, of course. So usually they do it like the weekend before or the weekend after, then there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, but yeah, the day itself doesn't really... Um, like excite me or anything but the whole month of october is always fun because not only are people on twitch streaming a lot of spoopy games like i do that myself as well um i actually have a show besides my um game boy completion thingy called a freight train where i play spoopy or horror related games or like games that actually have some like scary parts to it like for example devil may cry and stuff they're not really spoopy games they're they're really just um like based on spoopy stuff i guess um but yeah i do a freight train but in october i always do um spooptober where i just play through a bunch of uh a bunch of scary games nonetheless so that's always an exciting time i always tend to pick up like movie series like horror movie series or horror comedy movie series during this month and i watch a lot of them because usually i'm not that much of a movie buff i'm more into series like x-files uh like uh, fringe um like cop dramas like csi and stuff like that um those are the things i watch the most but uh yeah during October I definitely try and tend to watch a lot of quote-unquote spoopy movies like this year I'm watching the uh, Chucky series I'm watching the Scream series and a bunch of other random movies uh, so far I've seen uh, Return the Return of the Living Dead which is a horror comedy it's really great if you haven't seen that before definitely go check it out but anyways enough of that we're gonna dive into of course games um game boy is not really the platform uh for <laughs> playing spoopy games um like that's a genre that has not been done a lot especially not on the original game Boy. like there's no uh survival horror and stuff like that or um yeah any particular really scary games uh maybe due to the medium i don't know um they do have like resident evil gaiden on game boy color they have uh, a really good um what's it called nightmare before christmas game on game boy advance i think it's called the pumpkin king um that those are definitely games uh, people should play because those are really cool but on game boy itself the original game boy it's a little bit harder to actually find a game that is uh really scary because there basically are none that doesn't mean there aren't games based on um scary movies or even games that are like perfect to play during uh, Halloween itself or during October. So we're gonna dive into that list very soon. Lex is gonna play a very good track hopefully for you guys so you can get into the mood and I will see you after that little break. Alright, welcome 
back to the This is Game Boy Light episode, a Halloween special, we can call it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about games on Game Boy that you can play during this super spoopy time in October. Um, I've divided them into three categories. First, I have a, a little list of games based on movies. Um, then I have a little list about games that are just typical games you should play on Halloween. Um, you might recognize a lot of the names I'm gonna say there. So those are definitely ones everybody probably plays during this time. And then I have a third category, which I call a bit of a stretch, uh, and it will make sense when I get to that list. But first, let's start with um, games that are actually based on movies. Okay, first up, we have one that everybody probably knows, at least the movie. It's called Ghostbusters 2, um, which is actually a game made by HAL, which you probably know by the... Uh, Super Smash Brothers series and of course the Kirby series. Um, it's the same game that got released on NES. Um, the HAL one, because there's two Ghostbusters, two movies on NES. Um, it's it's actually a port of that, but it has its own thing. Like it's not completely the same. It's like a top-down action-adventure, something like that, um, where you just go around Tiny rooms, I would say, they're not that big. Um, searching for ghosts before the timer runs out, and then you can move on to a boss battle. Um, it's a really fun game. Um, sadly, there's no co-op, I think, on this particular version. I'm not sure if it's even uh, on the NES version. Um, but you do basically control two characters at the same time, um, but the other guy is uh, pretty much the... AI that takes care of it, which kind of results in that guy getting stuck a lot in places he doesn't need to be in, um, and it makes it kind of hard to capture some of the ghosts, and it can cause some frustration. But uh, all in all, it's a really cool game that you should check out, especially if you like these top-down games, and um, it's probably one of the best Ghostbuster games out there, besides maybe the one that came out on PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 3. That that is, and Xbox, I believe. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the best Ghostbuster games out there, definitely on Game Boy. Um, next up, we have two games that uh, are basically fall into the same category, tied to the same movie series slash comic book series slash um, just TV series. Um, we have Adam's Family and Adam's Family Puckley's Scavenger Hunt. Um, of course, they they are great games to play during uh, Halloween or during October. Um, Adam's Family is always a fun time. Are the games particularly good? Mm, well, the first Adam's Family, maybe. Um, it's just like the one on NES. It's just like the one on Super Nintendo, but a little bit more um, compact. It uh, doesn't need that much exploring like in the other versions. Um, but it is practically the same. Your Gomez, you're trying to uh, find the rest of your family members because there's a kind of lawyer, I believe, that is uh, that has kidnapped Morticia. Um, but yeah, every time you find a uh, family member, you get a new weapon. Some that are useful, some that are absolutely 
not useful. Um, you'd never actually use them. Um, but it's a fun little exploration platforming game, um, which you can basically finish in like a minute or two if you know how, uh, <laughs> how the game works, because it wasn't programmed that well, which makes you be able to skip a lot of the game if you really want to. Um, definitely check out like the speed runs for that. The 100% run is really fun to do. Um, the uh if you can manage to do the glitch that is um which is kind of frustrating to pull off um, but the all bosses run is something we actually did on tiny 10 uh one time um it literally means you just go fight all bosses and then go to the end and that's a pretty fun run and everybody can get into that because it's not really hard uh pugly scavenger hunt is kind of similar where you also are looking for your family members um but it's not as fun as the uh the original adams family game but if you want more adams family you can definitely also go play that one um, up next we have a little game called Alien 3. Um, if anybody saw the movie, it's not a good movie. Definitely not. Alien and Aliens are classics. Alien 3 can better be forgotten. Um, and anything that comes after that is uh, just... Yeah, yeah, just watch it if you want, but... I wouldn't recommend it. Um, Alien 3 is a top-down... Mm, action adventure game I could call it um, kind of similar to um, um, okay I can I totally forgot the other game I was gonna mention that was similar to this um, but it's actually one of the better games that LJN developed I wouldn't say because they never really developed anything in-house it was always a different studio that did them uh, but it's definitely one of the better LGN games on Game Boy um, it really gives you a sense of urgency uh, the, definitely because there kind of is an in-game timer um, that makes aliens appear on the on the actual playing field um, if you're not fast enough to take down uh, the eggs that hatch them and stuff like that. Um, it's a very much like an exploration game where you have to find a certain item or a certain key card to open set door and move on to another area. Um, and I think it's in the end it's all about uh, killing the queen alien and then escaping uh, on an just airship i guess so that's that's uh that's alien 3 um i would recommend it but like if you play it blind you could have a really really hard time um it's a game that got requested a lot for tiny 10 because there's a lot of people who actually really like the speedrun of that game but if you do not actually learn the speedrun it's really hard to get through so um, that's why we haven't put it in there yet maybe in the future who knows um, but it's definitely a game that you should check out it's it's kind of a hidden gem um, i think one of the game chasers mentioned that that it's a hidden gem um, i don't think it's that good but it's definitely worth checking out um, and speaking of alien there's another game based on those movies called alien versus predator the last of his clan um, that one is a um it's not really a platformer it's more of an action exploration game um 
if if you people have played Judge Dredd or Iron Man, um, Exo Manowar, stuff like that, um, you're in a level, you need to find the exit. Sometimes you have to do a particular um, uh, challenge to get through it, um, but it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, you actually play as a predator taking down the aliens. Um, but it's not really a good game. It's super boring and um, the final boss is extremely hard unless you know the little glitch where you basically cannot get hit at all and just take the uh, final boss down pretty easily. Um, some people like these kinds of games. Um, I would say play it for a little bit if you kind of like it. You can continue with it. It's like an hour-long game if you know where you're going. Uh, maybe two hours if you don't. Um, it's not particularly hard or anything. Um, again, except for that final boss. But yeah, if you like those kind of games, check it out. But otherwise, I would uh, just stay away from it. Next up is a little game called Toxic Crusaders, um, which is based on the movie series by Troma, um, called Toxic Crusader 1, 2, 3, and 4, I believe. I think there's four movies of them. Um, it also had a limited cartoon series and I believe some comic book runs um, where they're, they introduce actual more than one character. Because... Um, Toxic Crusader is about a guy who gets uh, thrown into like toxic waste basket and uh, waste toxic waste that is not a thing barrel that's what I wanted to say um, and he turns into this very ugly creature um, that goes to take revenge on those people who um, first of all try to kill him even though it was an accident um, but then he goes out to take down the evil corporations that want to pollute the earth and stuff like that and he has a girlfriend but she's blind so she can't really see how hideous he is um, yeah I, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say more about it um, I would definitely recommend you watch the movie it's, it's definitely one of my favorite horror comedies movies and if you know a little bit something about trauma and lloyd kaufman um, their movies are just absolutely fantastic to watch together with a bunch of friends uh, or stuff like that so definitely go check that out the game is based more on the um on the comic book or on the tv series the cartoon series where there's multiple characters you can play as and it's basically a beat em up slash platformer um, that's what i like to call those games um, it's a pretty long game for sure um, it has a lot of levels in it um, i think it has unlimited continues so even if you die you can uh, keep on playing it but it's not really a scary game at all um, it's it's more of just your typical action game with some scary looking guys you can play as yourself um that's basically it it's also one of the rarer games on game boy so for collectors out there if you can find a copy under 40 bucks definitely grab it because it's uh, very expensive otherwise besides toxic crusaders we also have uh, beetlejuice on game boy if people have not seen Beetlejuice yet, what is wrong with you? Go watch it right now. Stop this podcast. Take an hour and a half, I believe the movie is. Break from it. Go watch it, then come back. 
and then you can continue listening. Um, for those of you who actually did that, congratulations. You've just seen one of the best movies ever. Um, now, just never play the game. The game is pretty much a horrible mess of uh, mini-games that results into a um, platforming minecart section at the end of the game, which is extremely, extremely hard. And if you die, you have to play the entire game all over again, which includes, of course, doing all of those mini-games all over again. Um, up until the point you get to the actual minecart level, it's actually okay to play um, the mini games are not hard um, they're stupid but playable um, it's kind of a good time but once you reach that minecart section all hell breaks loose and you never want to play that game again um, so yeah again watch the movie don't play the game unless you really want to check it out there you go um, we have four more games on the based on movies list and the first one is Bram Stoker's Dracula, which technically is based on a book, but then there was a movie and then there was, uh, of course, the game. Um, just like Beetlejuice, I would not recommend playing this game. Um, it's, it's a real messy game. Um, I know our producer Lex really loves it. Um, a lot of people like the speedrun because there's an easy mode which only has like four stages and it takes like two minutes and then you're done with the game forever but actually playing through all of the stages is quite a hassle because it's very confusing what you need to do um it's very easy to die and there are no continues if i remember correctly or there's just one continue or something like that and um, you do not want to replay that game over and over again Going further, we have Gremlins 2, the new batch. Again, amazing movie. Um, I wouldn't call it a Halloween movie. I would call it a Christmas movie, especially because like the first one was uh, completely based around Christmas. Um, it's always a good time to watch Gremlins around Christmas, uh, but you can, of course, watch it during Halloween because it is a scary movie. Um, but it is, of course, a comedy horror film so don't take it too seriously even though the first one is kind of creepy the second one no <laughs> that one is just uh, silly right out of the gate um it's yeah it's still one of my favorite movies from that time period um it's so silly it has hulk hogan tearing uh his shirt off i think in the movies itself because there's like a little thing where they're where you're in the movie theater while they're watching the movie and the gremlins come out and stuff like that. Really amazing. You have to watch it if you're not familiar with it. Um, watch them both, just back to back. Um, you're going to have an amazing time. The game, however, again, um, is not good. Um, you might know the Gremlins 2 game from NES, which is a top-down platformer. I would call it, which is uh, very well loved. This one is just a uh, side-scrolling platformer, but it is extremely, extremely, extremely hard. You do have a limited continues, which helps, but uh, the boss fights in this game are particularly 
unbelievably hard to manage. Um, and there's one other thing that makes this game almost unplayable, in my opinion, which are the springs, um, which you need to traverse a lot, a lot, a lot of the levels. Um, if you know the springs from like Super Mario 1, Super Mario Bros 1, that is, it's worse than that. Um, I don't, I still don't understand how they work correctly. It's super hard and you constantly, constantly need to use them. Um, you can only take like two or three hits in the game, which makes it even harder because most of those uh, springs are tied to some kind of spike trap. Um, yeah, it's it's not a good time. Um, you will get mad at this game while playing it because at least that's what happened to me. You can always mm -hmm. find a video on that on my YouTube channel, of course. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazingly bad time. I do never want to play that game again. I would just go play the NES version. Speaking of bad games based on movies, because that's what we have been doing for the past few games, um, there's a little game called Lawnmower Man, which is based, of course, on the Stephen King novel. And, well, it's based on the movie, based on the Stephen King novel. Um, if I remember correctly, they actually did not credit Stephen King for the movie um so they got sued and stuff like that um horrible movie even more horrible game i'm not even gonna talk more about it it's a complete mess i cannot even tell you what genre that game is it's just so bad do not play it unless you have a death wish for yourself then go check it out but um yeah i would just stay away from it maybe go watch the movie because um, that will definitely entertain you at least in some way or the other, but the game will not, so stay clear from that one. The last game based on movies on Game Boy is one that came out during the very last months that, uh, that people were still making Game Boy games, and they shouldn't have. Um, they could have skipped this completely, but it's Casper. Uh, of course, based on Casper the Friendly Ghost, I guess it's called. Um, again, it's kind of like Beetlejuice. It's just a bunch of mini-games. Sadly, it's even worse than Beetlejuice because they just keep repeating the same mini-game over and over again, I think four times, um, until you get again to a final stage, which is a minecart level. Um, maybe both of them got made by LGN. I think Beetlejuice is by LGN. I'm not sure about Casper. Uh, but it feels kind of similar. Um, but out of the two, Beetlejuice would be the better game to play. Casper is easier to beat than Beetlejuice for sure. But it's also more horrible because you have to play the three exact same minigames over and over over again anyways that's it for the games based on movies when we get back uh well when i get back we'll talk about just some typical spoopoween games that you can play And we are back to talk more about some great 
actually Game Boy games. Um, the second part of the games we're gonna talk about are on my second category called typical Spoopoween games. And well, let's just dive right into them with the games that everybody has e heard of at least, played them maybe not, but um, of course I'm talking about the Castlevania games on Game Boy. Um, three games were released, um, Castlevania The Adventure being the first one, released back in 91, I believe, um, and a lot of people know this game because it's not a good Castlevania game. Um, sadly, for whatever reason, um, because we haven't found out yet, um, I had been looking into that why. Um, but for some reason that game is so slow, you fall asleep while playing it. Um, the game consists of four stages, so you would think that would be a very short game. Sadly it's not because all the levels are super long and not because they are long, just because your character moves so slowly that it takes an hour to get through. It's, um, what makes the game even worse is that there are no checkpoints. Um, once you die, doesn't matter where you are, you just start back from the start of the stage, which makes you have to redo everything, um, which is fine for the first two stages, but for the last two stages, is it, it is not. Um, the third stage in the game is basically a complete auto scroller. Um, what first you auto scroll to the to the right, then you auto scroll upwards, then you auto scroll to the left, uh, and then you go to the boss. Um, I might be wrong. Maybe there is a checkpoint right at the boss, but this uh, brings up another uh, mood point of this game: your whip. Um, like in any other Castlevania game, you knock down candles, you get whip upgrades until you get like through the third stage of your whip. Um, in this one, it's uh, the same as stage two, but it's uh, it shoots a fireball out. That's how it works in this game. Um, of course, you want that third whip because it extends your reach by a lot and... You can hit enemies from far away just because of that fireball that comes out. Sadly, this game is programmed this way that whenever you get hit, doesn't matter by which enemy or, or which hazard, you lose one of your whip upgrades. So you go if you're on three, you go back to two and then you go back to one. And there are not enough upgrades during the stage to easily get your uh, whip back um, Which of course is very frustrating when you actually finish the stage you come to the end you come to the boss And you just cannot hit him because your whip is too short and you get hit always when you're trying to hit the boss Luckily there is a way to play this game a little better um, Konami released at least in Japan some collections on Game Boy which featured like 10 games from Konami that they released on Game Boy. I think it's 10, maybe it's 4. Doesn't really matter, but one of them has a revisioned, revised version, uh, whatever you want to call it, of Castlevania The Adventure, where your moving speed is a lot faster. Um, 
I played through a part of it. I think that's the only difference they made. Um, they just sped it up a little bit, so it's more manageable to actually get through it. But um, what's even better, there's a third option. And for those of you who have been watching my stream, um, I had been redoing a bunch of games that I had no highlights of. Um, so when I went back to Castlevania The Adventure, really not feeling it because I, I hate that game. Um, I saw that I had a ROM hack called um, Enhanced Graphics Edition or something like that. So I tried to play that and not only is the speed a lot faster. Um, I think it's the, the fastest one out of all three of them. Um, it does have some enhanced sprite work, um, which makes the game look a little better, but I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, but it has two other things that really, really make this the best version of the game out there. One, you do not lose your whip upgrades when you get hit by enemies, which is amazing. Um, if you fall into a pit, and you die, of course, you start at the bottom again, but otherwise you can never ever lose your whip upgrade. And the other thing that they put in there are checkpoints. Um, like each huge part you do of the stage, you get a checkpoint so you can continue from where you left off. Um, I don't know if you have to redo the entire stage if you game over, because this game is so well remade that I never even got a game over. So um, if you want to check out Castlevania The Adventure, do yourself a favor, look for that ROM hack. I think it's called Enhanced Graphics Edition. Play that one, you're gonna love it. You're, you're actually gonna say, wow, this is a really good Castlevania game on Game Boy. If you play the original, you definitely will not. But that was the first game. There are two other games, um, Castlevania Belmont's Revenge and Castlevania Legends. Uh, Castlevania Belmont's Revenge is probably the most well-known. Um, it has amazing music, it has a stage select, it has great gameplay. It's still a bit slow compared to like the NES versions and the Super Nintendo version and stuff like that. But it actually feels like you're playing a Castlevania game. And it's also one that's played the most, basically. Belmont's Revenge definitely gets... Uh, played by a lot of people a lot of times just because it's such a good game um castlevania legends it's a third one and has actually been um uh pulled out of canon by konami for whatever reason um no idea because it's actually also a very good game um it actually also has two different endings depending if you find all of the hidden items in each of the stages i think there's five hidden items uh if you get those you can get a different ending for the game um you play as a female character in that one i do not remember her name um but i think uh for me that one is probably the best um even though i do love castlevania belmont's revenge as well but uh yeah if you want to check out the castlevania series on game boy that's uh those are all of them um you will definitely have a good time especially if you play that hacked version of the first one um moving on we have a little game called bubble ghost um is it a scary game definitely not but you play as a ghost so can get any closer to to halloween than that um a lot of people might know this game it's a little puzzle game where you're a ghost that blows a bubble it's actually based on uh i, I don't i forgot the system but um it actually do 
it, it's actually a port of uh, of an earlier game, uh, Bubble Ghost. Um, if you look that one up, it has really, really weird graphics. Um, maybe it was on Turbo Graphics or something like that. It's one of those things. Um, but yeah, this is a really fun game. It has, I believe, 35 rooms you have to get through. Uh, there's two shortcuts, which lets you skip like five stages. Um, it's basically a game you can finish in 10 minutes if you know what you're doing. The puzzles are not hard. Um, the controls are a little bit sketchy, which sometimes makes your bubble uh, fly into the wall and stuff like that. Um, and I know, again, Lex had a lot of trouble with this game, trying to get through it. Um, but And I've heard that from a lot of people, actually, that they have a lot of... Uh, uh, bad times while playing this game but it shouldn't be too hard you can definitely finish it in 10 minutes so um, pop that one in and give it a go um, we have Dr. Franken 1 and 2 sadly I do not know a lot about these games I know you play I think as the Frankenstein monster or as the actually Dr. Frankenstein and it's uh, it's kind of an exploration game where you're in Dr. Franken's castle and you have to find particular items to get into particular rooms and move on and move on. I don't know what the plot is, I don't know what your actual goal is but um, yeah you need to traverse through the entire castle and find everything you need to actually get to the end and both of them are like that as far as i know i have played the second one because i found a copy of that yeah on a flea market or something like that for five bucks so i took it with me i played it for an hour and i could not get anywhere so maybe i'm just dumb that's that's probably it because i'm really bad at puzzle games and stuff like that but i couldn't get anywhere uh, whenever it gets picked i'll uh, definitely dive into one or two and uh, probably have more to say about it um as far as i know not a lot of people like these games they're long they're boring they're not really good um but yeah i'll have to form my own opinion about them whenever i play them myself um I have two games left on this typical Spoopoween games list. Uh, one is called Wizards and Warriors X, I think it is, Fortress of Fear. Um, a lot of people know this game. A lot of people laugh at this game. They think it's a really stupid game. Um, but it's perfect to play during October, for sure. Because um, you're a knight and you're fighting an evil wizard. And there's dragons and there's skulls and there's bats and it's it's perfect um and it's also for those people who play the nes games the wizards and warrior games it's actually a parody game made on their own series kind of like parodius is the parody of gradius this is kind of the parody for uh the wizards and warriors series um they call it x or 10 just as a joke um on game boy because all of them are made by rare i believe so rare always makes good games when they make them themselves um a lot of the lgn games um, just a side note, a lot of the LGN games on Game Boy actually got made by Rare. Um, like the Spider-Man games and stuff like that, they actually got made by Rare. But LGN paid poorly um, when they outsourced their games. And that's why Rare never put any effort into them. And that's why most of them are 
yeah, trash, basically. Uh, but yeah, this one, I love this game. I had it as a kid. It is a really hard one if you don't know what you're doing, because um, there's, like, no continues. You just have to find all the secret rooms and get, like, all the secret uh, one-ups and stuff like that. Um, the second boss in particular is a mess. Um, it's not even a boss. You just have to jump at the right time through a skull's mouth to finish the stage. Uh, it's it's horrible if you don't know the timing, uh, but it, I think it only has like four levels in total, but it is split into sections. Um, but I would definitely recommend playing this game. I think it's a good challenge. Um, I think the game plays perfectly, um, just not having any like. Um, uh, how do you call it? Um, iframes on your character makes you dead very fast. So um, it's definitely a challenge, but I would definitely recommend this game. Okay, and last on the list of typical Spoopo Wigan games is Avenging Spirit. Uh, <laughs> nothing is better than Avenging Spirit, basically. Um, if people don't know the plot about that game, uh, you're a guy who gets shot down and his girlfriend gets kidnapped. And then you come back alive as a ghost and you can possess all the enemies in the game um, so you can play as them basically and you're trying to save your girlfriend. Um, this game features two endings, one a very sad ending and the other one an even sadder ending. Um, if you haven't played it yet, I'm not gonna spoil it, I would uh, say check it out yourself, it's not that hard of a game, at least not casual. Um, it can take you like an hour, an hour and a half to get through though. Um, but yeah, see both endings, none of them are, <laughs> none of them are happy. Um, all I'm gonna say is before we go uh, into a short other break and go into our third category, a wind blows. And here we are again for the last few games that people can check out to play during October or during Halloween. Um, this final category I called bit of a stretch because <laughs> uh, some reasons. Um, let me just dive right into that. Um, the first game on this category is The Real Ghostbusters. Um, you would say, hmm, why is that a bit of a stretch? Well, Actually, that game is not a Ghostbusters game. It's actually a Garfield game, at least in Europe. Um, but in the US, it came out as the real Ghostbusters. It's a uh, it's a puzzle game. And in the actual the Ghostbusters version, there are ghosts. But that's it. Um, you're not going to get more out of it than that. Um, it's not a spoopy game. It's not a real Ghostbusters game, even though it's called a real Ghostbusters. Uh, it's just a puzzle game. Um, up next we have Monster Max. Um, why did I put this game on the list? Well, because you play as a monster and everything uh, you meet during the game, well, they're monsters. Um, it's an isometric game, an isometric puzzle game, kind of like Solstice if people know that. I don't know more about it. Um, I've never played it myself. I've only seen it being played a few times. Um, 
I don't know if it's hard or if it's easy. I don't even know if Solstice is hard or easy. Um, I was never a fan of these types of games, so I'm probably not going to enjoy it whenever I dive into it myself. But if you want to check it out, Monster Max is definitely also, well, Halloween related, I guess. Um, third on the list is Cat Trap. Um, well, Cat Trap again is just a puzzle game but the reason why i put it on this list is because you basically are taking out ghosts and mummies throughout the entire game um it's a very fun puzzle game it's one of the few that i super enjoyed myself even though i'm super bad at them um it features a hundred levels um in some you play as one of the characters in some you play as two as the characters um none of the puzzles are too bad in my opinion some do take some thinking but uh, all in all it it was okay-ish even for me to get through that game so um yeah that's definitely something you can play if you just want to kill some never moving sprites of ghosts and mummies um the last game on this list of bit of a stretch is hammering harry ghost building complex or company uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, Hammering Harry is just a port of the arcade game by Irem. Um, but it, well, I don't, I'm actually not sure if it is a port of the game. Um, I think it might is be its own thing. Um, but it's the only uh, Hammering Harry game where you actually fight ghosts, I believe. Um, so yeah, you're fighting ghosts. <laughs> you're fighting uh, like goals you you're fighting normal ghosts um that i think they um kidnapped your girlfriend as well kind of similar to avenging spirit but yeah this is like an arcade type of action game i would say um i love it i think it's one of the best games on game boy for sure it's really hard if you're not used to it um but that is definitely one i can recommend checking out on the bit of a stretch list the other three you can skip if you want to um so those are all the games that I have categorized. Um, so I had the based on movies list, I got the typical Spoopoween games, and I got a bit of a stretch list. But there's one game in particular I haven't talked about yet. Um, and it, I, I put it on its own. Um, it's not a list because it's only one game. Can't call it a list then. Um, but this is probably the best horror game on original Game Boy. And everybody knows what it is. Um, I mean, everybody knows the game. You might not know what I'm going to say next. But um, <laughs> for me, the best horror game on Game Boy is Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Um, just the feeling you get when playing that game, um, how the music ties in, how the environments tie in, um, and stuff like that. It's just creepy all throughout the game. And... Of course, it was meant to be that way. And I think they do a really good job of uh, portraying that on a Game Boy. Um, it has a minimalistic soundtrack. It has basically a minimalistic minimalistic setting. Um, it always keeps you on your toes. Um, it's hard to actually get held back in this game. Even if there are refill stations. But you have to go out of your way to find them. Um, every time you go into a room. And the, free, the, the, the screen freezes. And a Metroid shows up. 
you feel anxious um you're always in like this tight space and you need to fight the the metroids and it's hard to move around and to hit them um you're always in danger and moving on through the game whenever like a new metroid shows up like the alpha version or the omega version or the beta version and stuff like that every time you first encounter a new version it scares the living crap out of you um so yeah that is my Top recommendation game to play during October or even on Halloween itself. Anyways, those are all the games I could find. Um, if you have any other games uh, in particular in mind that could be added to this list, please let me know uh, on Twitter or on my Discord. Or, well, my, not my Discord, on the This Is Game Boy Discord. Um, or like email us or stuff like that you can always find all of our links um, down into the description below um, but yeah we can always talk a little bit more about them in the future maybe for next halloween anyways that's all of the games i found we're gonna take another short break and when i get back there are a few questions from our listeners that i can uh, address and after that, the podcast will be over. But I'll be right back. All right, we are back one final time for this light episode. Uh, it's been going on for quite a while. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but yeah, we do have some listener questions I'm going to address before heading off. So let's dive right into them. Um, first question is by our producer, Lex. Why are there so many games about Dracula? Um, well, I'm not the person who can really answer that question. Um, I guess Dracula is one of the most iconic characters from like the uh, the original lineup of movie monsters um, from Universal, I guess. Um, I think it's just easy to like form a story around it. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's a lot of books written about Dracula. Um, by a lot of different authors and then Castlevania came along and then Dracula has always been in those games and those are games that got released on a lot of systems and they got a lot of iterations and stuff like that um, I'm trying to think of other Dracula games like you have see this is one I forgot there we go Kid Dracula of course I totally forgot to put it on the on the typical Spoopoween games list, uh, which is also by Konami, by the way. Um, it's just a spoof of the Castlevania series, basically. Um, but definitely an awesome game you should definitely check out. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. Yeah, yeah, you have, definitely have Bram Stoker's Dracula, but that one is not particularly good or anything. Um, I don't know if uh, about other games about Dracula. I'm just thinking about the Castlevania series at this point, actually. Um, yeah, I think it's just one of the most iconic characters and also the most versatile character. Um, you can do a lot with it. Um, if you take, like, the Mummy or the Invisible Man or uh, Wolfman or, or stuff like that, it's a lot harder to tie its own thing to it. Like... 
um, even throughout all the movies and all the books about Dracula, he's always different. He's never like completely the same character. Um, besides like being from Transylvania is probably the biggest trope, but like in some movies he can get killed by crosses or wooden stakes in others. He can't, um, he can turn into a bat or into an actual, uh, wolf and stuff like that. I think it's very versatile character where you can do a lot with. So I think that's probably the main reason why there are so many games about him. Um, and not about any of the other uh, universal monster characters. Um, Granon Hero says, uh, any jump scares on the Game Boy? Have you got experience with it maybe in your younger days or do the simple graphics stop this? Um, well, I don't have any experience with it myself, especially not jump scares. Um, like I said when I was talking about Metroid 2 though, that one is the only game that actually ever felt terrifying to me in some way or the other. Um, I don't think any of the other games that I played when I was a child got me frightened. At least not on Game Boy. Um, definitely not. Um, yeah, I think that's the probably the only one. Most of those that I talked about I have played like now. Um, those were not games that I played growing up as a kid. So that might be the problem with that um, but yeah besides metroid i never had a feeling of of being scared or anything while playing any game boy game at all um hero also has a follow-up question played any game boy games that was so scary you had to turn it off for the night again no um definitely not um also i kind of grew up uh, being raised um well, I was able to watch scary movies from a very young age. Um, like, one of the earliest ones I remember, at least, is um, uh, Child's Play. Um, I remember seeing it when I was, like, six years old and stuff like that. Um, not really being scared of that movie. I always thought it was rather ridiculous, and I still think it's a rather ridiculous movie. Um, so... I, I just grew up not being too scared of stuff. Um, like the, the thing I'm scared of the most are spiders, basically. Uh, and that has nothing to do with movies or anything. Um, so yeah, definitely not on Game Boy. I haven't played anything that was scary. I've never actually played anything that got me so scared I had to turn the game off. Um, Silent Hill probably is the first horror, like... Uh, yeah, the first horror series I've ever played, really, survival horror. Um, I love that it got me scared, which it really did back then, but I never turned the game off uh, for it. Um, speaking of Silent Hill, the best scary game I basically have ever played was Silent Hill Origins when it came out on PSP. Um, I was already like 20 or 22 back then, but I played it at night in my bed uh, while holding the actual PSP. Um, so not on, on like my TV or anything like that. Actually really holding it close to my face and playing it. And that game scared the living shit out of me. Um, again, I did not put it away because I love getting scared like that. So um, if, nobody, if, if people who are listening have never played Silent Hill Origins... Um, Definitely try it out on uh, on PSP um, in your bed late at night, just 
under the under the covers playing it um it's amazing to play it that way so that's that's something i can recommend not part of your question hero i'm sorry <laughs> kind of went my own way with that because i couldn't really say anything about your actual question for me um but yeah that's uh that's pretty much pretty much what i have to say about that um <clears throat> i have a a question by our co-host, my co-host, uh, EBC. Why didn't we get a Splatterhouse on Game Boy? Um, again, not really a question I can answer. Um, I do not know that much about Splatterhouse, to be perfectly honest. Um, I've seen the games maybe once in my life. Um, maybe it actually was too scary to put on a Game Boy. Maybe the producer... I, I don't actually have no idea who made Splatterhouse. Um, didn't want to put it on Game Boy or stuff like that. That's something you will have to dive into yourself and answer yourself, EBC. I'm sorry, I have absolutely no idea. Anyways, those are all the questions. Uh, so yeah, that marks the end of this episode. Um, like always, you can, of course, find me on the Twitter and the YouTubes and the Twitch and stuff like that. Um, the best way to actually find links to that is by just going to our website, which is gbrunners.com slash T-I-G-B. Um, you can find the links to all my social media and streaming and YouTube stuff on there. But of course, also um, the links to EBC's Twitch and YouTube and Twitter, or even Lexis. Uh, Twitch and YouTube and Twitter. I don't know if she has YouTube actually, uh, but she does definitely has Twitch and Twitter. Um, you can also find a link to our Discord there where you can uh, join us for silly fun on our Discord and where you can submit your own questions for the next episode. Um, I guess I can mention this community event because I basically do it uh, together with EBC mostly. Um, so on November we have the 8th edition of Tiny 10, um, which of course is a 10 Game Boy Marathon speedrunning race, which all of you can join if you want to. And if you want to find out more about that, you can go to gbrunners.com slash tiny-10-8 or just go on the home page and there's a link there to the actual tiny 10 page uh but yeah that's it for this episode everybody have a great spooptober a great halloween go get some candy if that's a thing that happens in your country or go have a drunken slutty party thing because that's also something that happens but yeah that's me heading off for this time I will see you together with EBC on the next episode. Later, man. See, these are things that Lags just cuts.